when you don't have your root chakra safe and taken care of, like if you're not taking care of yourself in terms of like honoring your cycle, honoring your body, mm -hmm. it's really hard to feel safe opening your heart. Yeah. So it's really step one for me. It was step one to honor my body, start listening to it. Yeah. What does it need? When does it need to rest? Honoring the cycles, really flowing with that after a few months of doing that, then doing the boundary work, doing the accountability work, you know, all this beautiful stuff in their lower chakras so that you feel balanced enough to then live from the open heart, the new paradigm. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cyclical Living Podcast, a podcast that will inspire and empower you to live your full, cyclical, soulful life. I am your host, Dara Duth, and I am here to help you be your most embodied self. I am a holistic health coach, body worker, herbalist, and priestess of the Avalon Rose lineage. I am here to assist women and men to come back to their natural pace, following the rhythms of their body and nature around them so that they can open up to their deepest layers rooted in pleasure and soul purpose. Enjoy this episode, my love. Today's special guest is Juliet Lipman. Juliet Lipman is a high-level business development mentor and launch doula for devoted from entrepreneurs. Juliet specializes in soul strategy, clarity, and pleasure with love at the center of all her teachings. So hello everyone, and I want to say a big welcome to Juliet Lipman. Um, yeah, welcome Juliet on the Cyclical Living podcast. Thank you, my love. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here. Yeah, it's really epic to have you here. And you were the very first guest. So I'm so excited to start this with you since you were my mentor and we had this beautiful, really beautiful journey together. And I love that we can start like going over in here and that you can really open up this Cyclical Living podcast as well with me. So thank you for that. Oh, it's such a pleasure. And you know, like this is so what you're meant to do and cyclical living is so interesting and, and you're an expert in it and not enough people know about it. And we, I think in the spiritual world, we spoke, speak so much about surrender and flow and um, true, but like there is a beautiful way of actually integrating that into your life. And you're, what I love about cyclical living and what you talk about is that it's really tangible. Yeah. And you can really start to use it in the here and now in your business mm -hmm. and life and yeah, all aspects and areas. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I resonate with that. And also, yeah, surrender and flow is epic and very necessary. And also you want some structure because too much surrender and flow can feel a bit scary as well. And a bit, you know, where are we going then? <laughs> it's like, you know, they say with surrender as if you're at the edge of a cliff and someone's just telling you jump and it's like all right you know we should have that trust but then what <laughs> yeah yeah for sure right sure we need it yes yes yeah yeah exactly mm, yeah so maybe like let's first because i feel like this already is like super deep and like we already jumped off the cliff <laughs> which is epic no no that's awesome that's awesome um, but I just like, want to start with asking you what cyclical living means for you, because cyclical living, it might seem a little bit strange and what is it and how would you make it more tangible and how do you experience cyclical living and integrate it in your life and business, all that stuff? Yeah, that's such a good question. I'd say, you know, cyclical living, I never was connected to cyclical living. I grew up in New York City in Manhattan in a city and you know every christmas we'd go to the caribbean for vacation we were very fortunate to be able to do that and we would literally skip winter mm. um, and all the seasons were kind of it didn't really matter what season it was because you know in the states they blast air conditioning in the summer and they crank up the heat in the winter like in most places in the world uh, but we love air conditioning in the US. <laughs> and so i noticed that my whole life it was always about um, I guess just like 
being in my comfort zone instead of like allowing life to unfold and surrendering to that. And um, yeah, like it, I would say it's about like you, you know, in the summer when it's really hot out and you blast the AC to, I guess you could say like 15 degrees Celsius or even 11, like that's not, that's not natural. That's, and what is that trying to protect you from, from feeling uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. like, like what are, what are, what are you trying to save yourself from? And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of like been my background with, with um, not following cyclical mm -hmm. until quite recently. Um, I invited the seasons of life. So there's different flavors, right? The seasons of life. So that's like when you're younger to a teen, to 20, to a woman, to motherhood, to later, the later years in your life, the wise woman. So there's that aspect that I started to think of in terms of cycles. I also started to think of my own um, period, mm. my menstrual cycle. Um, and again, when I was younger, for years, I would always take ibuprofen to numb the pain. Yeah. I wouldn't listen to myself if, you know, if I was bleeding, I would still do the workout because I thought, um, yeah, I'm just going to do it. I kind of have energy, so I'm going to go for it. And so what started to happen over the last few years is that I think um, what cyclical living has done for me is that it's allowed me to, um, and what it means for me, it's allowed me to really respect nature and be in flow and not at, like not making what I'm feeling in the now wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. If I'm bleeding, like that's not wrong. Like I still have yeah. friends back in New York that call, you know, the period, the evil red witch, the evil red yeah. witch. When I was like, and I don't see it that way anymore. Right. Yeah. So it's created a lot of balance in my life. Mm. I'm grateful for it. Yeah. That's a long winded answer to say it's balance. Yeah, it is. It's definitely balance and harmony. Yeah. And and I, I completely resonate with what you say about when you're forcing yourself through this more linear way where, okay, it's always the same temperature, no matter if it's winter or summer, it's always the same amount of activity, no matter where you are in your cycle, in your body, what energy you're feeling, and you're just going to take a pill to get going anyway. Yeah, that, that makes us a really flat line. And it might seem like we're not going into these heights and depths, but ultimately we are. It just comes back to bite us in the ass and then we can get serious illnesses because we're so used to suppressing the natural flow and the natural rhythm. So I'm so happy for you that you find that cyclical flow and that you're able to just open up to it. Yeah, for sure. Um, maybe I kind of want to go in deeper how you like, so you had your friends and you had like the New York life where it really wasn't like it wasn't really in that cycle of flow and menstruation was seen as something not nice and the evil right witch. And I think a lot of people can feel that a lot of people, most people actually feel that way these days, I see. Um, and what would you say for people who are in this right now and who feel like they're not allowing themselves to live in that cycle of flow? with their bodies or bigger, maybe also men and women alike, how would you advise them to step out of that, you know, concrete jungle always same? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it just reminds me of the fact that our, our civilization is super summer obsessed. So yeah. those people, like those people, I was one of them. And some, <laughs> I still had, yeah. <laughs> We, we love summer. We love for things to always be nice. We love for us to be in our peak performance state. Yeah. We love for, you know, us to be active and the weather to be amazing and all that stuff. And so, yeah, we don't allow the cycles. And so um, what would I say to someone who, yeah, an advice, who that's a hard one. What would I say to, uh, but also a beautiful opportunity. Um, I would probably say to them, you know, when so many of us want to live from our hearts, right? We want to live from this feeling of freedom and love and openness. But if we're not rooted, like if mm. we don't have a solid foundation and base, we can't, it's really hard to open our hearts and to really live from that place of freedom and expansion. Yeah. So for me, 
it's really about um, grounding. And for me, that's the root chakra. And so when you, that's like the first, the first thing one does when you're trying to live a more balanced life. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's really important. I would tell them, you know, oh, like you, you can experience so much more bliss, pleasure, you know, all of the flows in life without getting totally thrown off when a season is too intense, right? Because mm -hmm. we do have crazy periods and we do have crazy grams and sometimes there are deaths and rebirths and there are, are all these things. And so when you can learn to flow with what is, mm -hmm. you can better experience yourself and open your heart to flowing with life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you can also hold it you can also hold it when you're fully rooted and instead of just in the heart, like an open heart is very important, of course. And I mean, this is what we all need more of. Um, but when it's linked in with the root, whether that's the root chakra, the womb or the heart of, you know, that, that base area, it's, it's so much more grounded and you can, you can hold on to it and you can hold yourself. I feel in the darker moments when things feel so chaotic and you don't know what's up, you can really hold yourself and like, be compassionate for yourself. But also when you are in that summer pleasure radiant state, you can actually allow yourself to be in that state. Cause a lot of people also cut off from, they have like a limit to pleasure. And when they're there, they don't know how to deal with it, so they just shut it off. Whereas if you're really rooted and you're coming from that solid base, you have that strength to also go into that wild, crazy, happy moment. Um, so like it goes definitely both ways. 100%. So it's like, I would say a cyclical living is so important because, yeah, you feel grounded and you have that solid base and that structure so that you feel safe opening your heart. Yeah. Because when you don't have it and you open your heart, you can get hurt. You can get wounded. Yeah. You can yeah. happen too quickly. There's so yeah. many things that happen. So having, and we're talking most about like root chakra, but like also there's different lessons per chakra. Yeah. I feel that, you know, at least when you have those bottom three chakras, you're much able to live from this different new, new paradigm, the new mm -hmm. earth, which is heart-based. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And that reminds me also of like the way that, in last paradigm, the upper chakras were seen as like the good ones, <laughs> like the ones we need to be in and, and be all the way up here and really with your mind. And we can see that now in our current culture where it's very rational and only when it's scientific, rational from the head, it's good. And then you have the heart that opens up the feelings. And then this paradigm is really like both where you can just open them all up and have the heart at the center. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. I agree. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you also already actually talked a little bit about that personal challenge that you had with um the daily living, then opening it up to cyclical living. And how do you see right now in your life where you can fully live in that cyclical approach? How do you how does, it How does that look like? <laughs> what are you doing on a daily basis? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I love that question. Um, so yeah, it's what's so amazing about our menstrual cycle is that every day we are a new fucking woman. Like every day, <laughs> every day within 30 days, I'm like, depending on the hormone levels, right? So, mm -hmm. and you know, I was thinking about before I, I, I signed on to, to our Zoom link. I was thinking, you know, there is this, um, this quote-unquote manuscript, this way to do cyclical living according to your menstrual cycle, according yeah. to the four phases of your menstrual cycle, you know, and, and in terms of launching a business, you could... Maybe before, sorry to interrupt, but maybe, can you explain that a little bit? Or could we, because I don't think that everyone knows what these four... You to explain it. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've been immersing myself in these four phases really deeply. So very quickly, these four phases correlate to the four seasons. So we have spring, summer, autumn, and winter. And the winter phase would be the time of bleeding. That's a time where the energy is down in the ground, where we are in this restful period. Then the spring is like the rebirth, new life, 
coming in, coming out to play, new green, um, brave plants <laughs> coming to face the harsh winds that are still up and about, and then going over into summer where it's really warm and hot and radiating and the bees are buzzing, the animals are out and about, um, and then autumn, first half of autumn is harvest, um, where we can really reap what we sow. So this is both physically and on a soul level, we can really see that. We reap what we've been growing in spring, summer, and then the second half of autumn is really about letting go, releasing what no longer serves us, uh, releasing the leaves of the trees, and then going back into that wrathful mode in winter. And this in the menstrual cycle, um, that really links in with the body where you need to take your, well, where the, the guidelines are to take rest during your bleeding time, because that's your inner winter. And then ovulation would be your summer. And then you have that flow in between those two, uh, like, yeah, uh, those four seasons. So basically, that's really quickly explained what we mean with that four um, clear phases in the cycle. But you were speaking how every day is kind of like their own. So. Yeah, within those cycles, perfect, beautifully said. And within those four, those four phases, every day I feel like we're new women. Every day we wake up differently. And that's why, you know, the old paradigm of, you know, working nine to five, five days a week, um, you know, doing the same consistent job. For women, it's challenging because mm -hmm. we are different and we do have four phases every month. And so, you know, that brings up challenges, but it also brings up opportunities. And so to actually learn to maximize your, yeah, your flow, your flow during, during the month. And so for me, what that looks like, and what I was, what I was saying before is that I don't want to say that what works for me works for everyone because mm -hmm. people, everyone's different. Yeah. But what I have seen when it comes to business, my own personal experience and what I've seen from clients is that typically in your spring and summer phase. So that's like your follicular phase and then ovulation phase, your, oh, there's like fresh energy happening. You can start creating, going out there, maybe doing an IG live or showing up yeah. because you're in this place of like, oh, like it's spring and it's almost summer. And, you know, things are, things are starting to sprout and grow and flourish. And so mm -hmm. it really, take advantage of that moment to having, for me, I also like to do like high performance workouts mm -hmm. where I'm like, boom, I've got the energy. Like I'm just going to go for it. Um, and I'm also going to like show up, maybe launch a program or mm -hmm. launch an idea. Um, and then in the autumn phase, so that's, um, phase. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the PMS phase, right? So things are starting to slow down. So it's like doing a little bit less intense workouts, mm -hmm. turning a little bit inward, yeah. um, reflecting on, you know, what, what went well, what didn't go well during my spring and summer so that you could actually bleed on it. So I like to write down what I'm actually pissed off at during this PMS time. Yeah. Am I pissed off at this? Am I pissed off at that? Okay, write it all down. And then when I bleed, I go into this oracle phase. So mm -hmm. I feel like actually the first two days that I bleed because there's so much energy and blood moving in my body, I'm at, I'm really like deep in, into myself. Yeah. And actually when I have people, like some people in the online coaching world say, um, cancel all calls, be with yourself, do nothing. Personally, I love to use this opportunity to go deep within to find answers. When I do have calls, when I'm bleeding, I'm actually so fucking sharp. I'm really- yeah to mother earth i'm really open to the divine and i actually have some of my best uh, downloads at that mm. how can you create time and space to reflect on what pissed you off what needs to die yeah so that and what needs to come through so that when you're you know wrapping up or finishing your bleed it's springtime again and what seeds do you want to plant yeah. to flourish in the summer and so that's kind of the cycle that I've been playing with that's really been serving me yeah what about you yeah um yeah I'll and 
I just want to say, because I, I think you really beautifully talked about the paradox that is definitely in that, especially in a menstrual cycle, but the paradox of when we're bleeding, it's the time of like letting go, letting things die. But at the same time, that's when the seed is found deep in the depths of the dark of the earth or of the womb of this energetic place. If there's no physical womb, um, that correlates to dark moon as well for all those who don't have a womb and don't have a menstrual cycle. Um, but so I love how you really beautifully explained that paradox that is also very feminine energy. Like <laughs> it's about both and more instead of like this, only this or only that. Yeah. Um, and for me, how I, I, well, I live very um, closely with my menstrual cycle. So since, 2016 consciously um i've been living with the menstrual cycle and i've noticed that for me it was my best biggest antidote to stressful living <laughs> um i was this um really into activism but even after 2016 of course but um, i was like this huge i'm still am, still am but this huge activist and i kind of wanted to save the whole world and i was looking at so many problems and I was always going, always going. Every day I would wake up and the first thing that got to my mind was, oh my God, there's this problem in the world and I need to fix it and I don't have time to, right? And I can feel it right now. This is like completely stuck here and no breath going through the full body, completely cut off from the heart, from the lower chakras that we just talked about. And that was my reality. And then cyclical living, especially tuning in with the menstrual cycle and with the moon and with the seasons. So we have these different spheres inside and out. Um, it was just, for me, this um, permission to chill. <laughs> They're really easy because many of us don't know how to chill especially when you have that whole vision of wanting to create this new paradigm wanting to live in a world that respects and honors life that respects and honors the planet people animals whatnot right so and then that way it just it helps me to also take rest when i need to but then when i've taken rest i got so much more energy to give and the things that I'm manifesting and the things that when I come out into uh, spring and summer phase, they are just so much more um, potent. And I'm more productive. I was just this week, I, I'm, I'm in this huge reflection mode right now and shifting a bit and, and things are going <laughs> completely upside down again. Um, and I've noticed that I, I was always afraid to take rest because I thought I would be less productive but now I see when I take rest especially based in my body and in the menstrual cycle I think I'm doing three to four times as much as I did before and I'm not depleted I'm energized by it like when you said you, you do those crazy workouts those really big sweaty workouts when you're doing that during your menstruation, that stuff can be like the, the tipping scale into burnout. If you, if you are already all the time pushing yourself beyond your limit, but when you live with your cycle, when you live with the energies of the moon, of the seasons, and you really use them for your benefit, this is the stuff that energizes you, that makes you more powerful, more productive, more rooted, more embodied. Yeah. So that's for sure something that I deeply recognize and I feel the benefits of it massively. Yeah. And also, I mean, just like living your life from your body, like this is how you do it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. People talk a lot of the time about living from the body, not from the head. Like I want to live from my heart, from my body. This is like such a key. Yeah. Such a key to connecting, to listening. Yeah. To what your body needs and then you can listen to your intuition from there you can get even more into the depths of who you are and get mm -hmm. to yourself um this is like a golden opportunity yeah yeah for sure and i do feel like going back to the beginning when you said like oh we see menstruation as this evil red witch or, or stuff like that being in the body sometimes is messy sometimes it's messy sometimes it is uncomfortable sometimes you 
are out and about and you have a sneeze and you can feel like, some, like your body doing some quirky stuff that you're like, oh wow, that's so comfortable. And then really sitting with that and, and not shaming yourself for that, but really being self-compassionate and be like, okay, you know, that's my body that is doing its quirky things and I'm going to love my body anyway or going to give it some extra love. Yeah. Yeah. How, you make yourself wrong. I love that. Yeah. I yeah. feel like it, indeed it is scary to live from your body. It can be because all of a sudden you become aware of, you know, all the, there's trauma, there's things you've numbed, things you've blocked the fears, your beliefs, I mean, all the things, but also the beauty, what lights you up, what gets you juiced up, what gets you excited. Um, how does your heart feel when you talk to this person? How does your heart feel when you, when you let this person into your life? So it actually starts to become your inner compass. Yeah. Um, and that is beautiful. But yeah, there is the light and the dark side. And um, as with everything. And so when we stay on the surface level and we're just going, you know, not so deep, as you were saying, you know, you're just kind of oscillating in the, in the middle ground of like numbness, mm -hmm. you don't really get the depths and you don't really get the peaks. So, right. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love how you also said, um, in relating to other people, you spoke about how does that person make, make me feel? How can you speak more to that and how you, do you like incorporate your body when you're making relationships with friends or people or whatnot? Or how does that look like? Yeah, this is something that I'm actually working through now with my healer. Okay. Um, because we're actually focusing on the heart chakra and, and basically um, what she's guiding me with and which I find so, so beautiful is that, um, you know, before when I was learning some of the root stuff, I was learning about boundaries and so mm. I, a yes and no to a lot of people when I was really learning boundaries really well. Now that I have had a lot of experience with working on boundaries, because I am a serial people pleaser, that is who I am. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Feel you there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we need to learn boundaries. And at a certain point, when you once you've learned the boundaries, you realize boundaries are flexible. And actually, yeah. one thing that I can't, now that I know that I can always rely on this boundary that I created inside of me, now the next step is opening your heart. And when you open your heart, you start to listen to your heart. What makes my heart feel good? What makes my heart excited? Where can, how does my heart feel? Is this, this lightness, this playfulness? And so when you relate to others, you can start to sense, okay, when I'm in a group of people and I open my heart, how does that feel? Mm. And and the key is, is that you don't need to let everyone into your heart. You don't need to open your heart and be vulnerable for anyone to come in. You have the choice every day and every moment. Let's say you're in a group of people and it feels good. All of a sudden it doesn't. Something happens. Mm. You don't have to let, let them in. You can have an open heart and be honest to yourself and be loving to yourself. It doesn't mean that that person gets access to your open heart. So you don't need to set a harsh boundary. I think that's what we yeah. learned beginning like no this person's out yeah. I need to leave no actually it's um and something that my healer has taught me is this beautiful three-step process the first step is if you feel like something's happened with someone where there's some disagreement or weird energy or something happened that hurt your heart because that's the most important thing right like if your heart feels hurt what happened so the first step is talking to that person and saying okay I noticed that this happened the second step is taking accountability for yourself. Maybe you can say, maybe you, maybe you can say, oh, I feel weird. I said this, or, oh, wow, I noticed that I, my heart was too open and I got hurt, right? So what's the accountability? And then the third step is, hmm, what's, what does your higher self desire in this relationship? And can you see their highest self? And can you take action saying next time, let's do it like this. And by creating that dialogue, it tells your system that it's safe to have an open heart always mm -hmm. and you always work things out and 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 um, have beautiful relationships like you're not going to get fucked over or hurt by anyone it's safe to have an open heart because you can have these conversations and no one i've had many conversations like this lately with people everyone is always on board to have these conversations yeah. you're taking accountability yeah yeah i hear that yeah i hear that I was, I was, yeah, same. I think a lot of us 
think that when we're going to be this honest and this vulnerable, that it's going to have like a whiplash or a backlash. But ultimately, most people are really nice and most people are really open and most people are also looking for love. So when you come from that loving space, it, it really does create this beautiful yeah, energy between that's so that's a really beautiful. Thank you for adding that. Um, and that beautiful three <laughs> step on how to really come into a relationship from your yeah. From your heart and, and from your heart. You know, why this relates to cyclical living is because yeah. when you don't have your root chakra safe and taken care of, like if you're not taking care of yourself in terms of like honoring your cycle, honoring your body. Mm-hmm it's really hard to feel safe opening your heart. Yeah. So it's really step one for me. It was step one to honor my body, start listening to it. Yeah. What does it need? When does it need to rest? Honoring the cycles, really flowing with that after a few months of doing that, then doing the boundary work, doing the accountability work, you know, all this beautiful stuff in their lower chakras so that you feel balanced enough to then live from the open heart the new paradigm yeah that makes so much sense i get the image of when you want to build a house what do you start with foundations <laughs> nobody starts with first floor <laughs> like, the furniture yet. Like for no exactly <laughs> yeah and you might be really inspired you might see a couch that you're just so in love with and you think oh, i want this couch in my house and that's a good like uh to put and and see like in the horizon of like okay but ultimately you come down to the foundations yeah that's really beautiful and i think um to add into that where that cyclical living and relationships really also comes from is to know yourself i know for me is that and that's a huge learning curve for me as well knowing your cycle knows when you're available to have these kinds of conversations and when you're not i know when i'm in my inner autumn luteal phase just before menstruating, I can get some, a little bit anger sometimes. <laughs> I'm really easily defensive. And so for me, it's not a good time to have these open heart conversations because I will get triggered so easily and I will just come into fireworks. So it's also helpful to understand yourself instead of being super hard of yourself for not being able to be in that space of always the super nice, uh, compassionate, all ever giving person. Like, no, we are really our human. We have our cycles. We have our moments where we can give and we can listen. We can open up. And when we just need to, well, close off, not close off the heart, but just close off our energy and in our rest and just be more with ourselves. Yeah. And what you just said was, was really beautiful because yeah, it's also, are you open for this, that conversation? Are you, yeah. is that person open for that conversation? So just checking in with them, asking, you know, is this a good time? Can we, can we talk about it? Because we need you both to be at your best in order to open your hearts together. Yeah, yeah. Something that I do ask myself sometimes, I mean, more and more, is I ask myself sometimes before I go into a conversation, do I want to have, a conversation where it's both ways or do I want to say what I feel and think and then do I just want validation for that and no opinion whatsoever but just yes Sarah you're right oh we love you <laughs> let me do that for you <laughs> right and that's maybe coming from ego right like we hope yeah. and that's like and I, I can have that too so I totally recognize that it's kind of like this feminine manipulation yeah and it's kind of like I'm doing this so that we're on good terms instead of coming from real truth and being like, Hey, like this happened. Yeah. I did this. How can we be better together? Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. But you're, you're in human design. You know, your chart, you're a four one generator and I'm a four one projector. So our whole, our whole energetic code is really based in an open heart. That's really how we connect with people. And so for us, this is so important to, mm. to understand where we're closing our heart and where we're opening our heart. Right. So you, um, you work with human design. I know that you did, my, we did a really beautiful conversation in there and that helped me so much in my business, which is actually something that I do want to have also have, uh, to speak about with you. Um, 
well, cyclical business, but also now that you've mentioned the human design, I know that's really interesting, but can you explain a little bit what that is for people that don't know what it is and how you work with it and maybe how you coach people in it or how, yeah, things like what your offer that is? Yeah, so human design. So, th okay, there's so many different modalities to, to work with yourself and to understand your <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a never-ending journey, and that's the beautiful thing. Yeah. And um, for me, human design is your energetic blueprint. So mm -hmm. it's how you function in this world based on where you were born. Human design says that six months into um, you being, you know, growing in your mommy's belly, your soul enters your body. And, and from there, the chart is created. And so, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful way to understand how your energy works in your body. And so when you are figuring out, you know, what's my business strategy? What's my strategy in life with people as a, you know, as a personal brand, who am I? How do I work best? And so it's really beautiful to consult your chart because you can get a lot of clues to understanding, wow, like that, that strategy works for that person. Oh yeah, it's because she's a manifesting generator, for example. Yeah. I'm a projector, so you know, that is not a good strategy for me. I need to think of it somewhere else. So it's a great way to understanding um, how your energy flows in your body, really. Yeah. Mm. Wow, that's so beautiful. And I just, oh, a light went on in my head. <laughs> because I know, yeah, because for me, with, with, there is this whole thing of, oh, you know, if you want to have a successful business, you need to have this strategy. You need to have that strategy. And then you get inspired by people who have a thriving business, or at least in your eyes, they have a thriving business. And you kind of want to mirror that, but it's beautiful that if you just come back to your body and then it, it comes from inside out instead of outside in, which doesn't really work. And many of us feel like, feel, feel a bit mm, limited. And then that human design is a really beautiful tool to really work with who you are. And then ultimately that will work best for you because it will be so natural and it won't be going against the flow, but it be with your natural currents, which yeah. is for sure, sure something cyclical about it and something in that flow and that movement, natural movement. Yeah. I love how you just said, yeah, human design is really part of your cyclical living. And uh, indeed a lot of coaches fall into the trap of looking, ah, she's doing this. It must work. I'm going to do it. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. The whole point of your business journey as an entrepreneur is that you're breaking the chains of what exists. That's why you're an entrepreneur. That's why you're going outside of the norm and paving your own path. Mm. So why would you look at how someone else is doing it, copying someone else's strategy because it works for their energy yeah. and flow and their cycle and their life and copying and pasting and using that for you. I do believe in trial and error. I do believe in being inspired and finding expanders yeah. and mentors who you think, wow, she can do it, I can do it too. Like that's yeah. all beautiful. Um, but in terms of really honing in on your unique strategy, that really, that really is required for you to look deep within. Mm -hmm. That is a great tool. Cyclical living is a great tool. Yeah. The more you get to know yourself, baby girl, the more successful you will be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, there are two, two things that I really want to ask you, but I don't know which one to start with. So I'm just going to ask them both and then you choose what, what feels most <laughs> uh, interesting to you. Is that one about, so you are obviously very deeply in that cyclical coaching and uh, cyclical business and helping people to manifest their, um, their dream business from this more deeply cyclical way of doing it. I know you inspired me so much in our journey together that was so epic um and that really opened up for me um that way of doing it really from the inside out and to keep coming back whenever you're lost you just come back to yourself and maybe you can speak a little bit more about that and how you can or what kind of tips you can give to people who want to start their business or who are already having their business and um yeah doing it in a more cyclical way more deep and embodied way maybe let's start with that because i feel like that's an interesting one to just think. <laughs> yeah like how to even go about that like how do you yeah. how do you start how do you go from going by what the ego wants and 
instead of going by, okay, what lights me up? So first I would say um, to really start understanding where you're in your toxic masculine, because we all have it, because we all probably work nine to five jobs in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. So we're used to pushing. And so that's the first thing to look at. Where am I pushing? What are the beliefs I have around that? What are the fears I have around actually being more in flow and trusting my body and trusting my authority and being more in the feminine when it comes to my business? Mm-hmm. And that leads. So where, what's deep down? So deep down fears you're usually around fear of rejection, unworthiness, fear of no more money, scarcity, death, even of course it all comes down to that. So um, really understanding your cycle, your fear cycle, your pattern in yeah. your body. So that's one, that's the first step. And then the second step would be, okay, so now you're opening up to listening to your body and perhaps you're using human design and you're, and you're using cyclical living and you're asking yourself, okay, you're asking your authority. So we all have authorities. I'm a splenic authority. You are sacral, uh, Sarah Love. So you start to ask yourself, okay, I'm going to you know, try this pose or I'm going to try this program. And then you ask your authority. So I asked my spleen, Sarah asked her, her sacral, sacral, does this light you up? Is this juicy? Do you have a gut feeling like, fuck yes, this is what this is going to make me radiant and shine if I offer? Okay, then go for it. So then you start to listen to your body, start to develop strategies and ways to know if you're on track or not to discern whether it's coming from the mind and the ego or it's coming from like a fuck yes in your body. Yeah start to flow with that and you start to make decisions from there and then to not fall into the trap of being too much in the feminine inertia which is like I'm just gonna wait till I'm in alignment and everything feels like flowy and da 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 so then we step into a higher self which is devotion commitment mm-hmm. right how do you how do you really hone in on your mission and take powerful mighty moves from mm-hmm. there so you're showing up every day and that could look like many different things. You can hire a virtual assistant for the days you feel tired and you just want someone to post your offers. There are so many ways to play with it so that you're still in your feminine, you're in this new paradigm, heartfelt business, mm-hmm. where you feel light and innocent and having fun. Um, and so, yes, I think that's that was where yeah. we're at. Is there anything? <laughs> No, I, I really love that, what you said, um, and it does resonate, and I like that it's um, instead of trying to figure it all out at once, it's really step by step, and, and every step, come back to the body, every step, just come back to the body, you don't know what to do, okay, ask your body, <laughs> is this a good fit, no, ask your body, and then getting to know your, your human design is a good tool, which people can do online for free, if you know your data birth and, and the time when you were born and stuff, you can um, get to know that as well. Yeah, what I is what you just said about step-by-step step is so important. Yeah. Every step we take, your conditioning, your ego will be like, no, because ego doesn't like us to step onto our highest timeline and expand. It wants us to stay safe in the comfort zone. And so you take a step, step-by-step, step, you make a mighty move, and what happens? Fear comes in and you start to doubt because it doesn't feel good and it's not flowy. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that, yeah, you're expanding and you're stepping onto the highest timeline. Your ego will freak out. It happens to all of us. But can you feel the fear and still do it and show up for yourself and still take epic care of yourself and listen to your body? It's not about ignoring your body as you step onto your highest timeline. It's like being gentle, listening, but still taking the move that's in your highest interest. So it's that balance as you climb up that that's how I've seen myself and many other beautiful women expand. It's like every time there's a freak out and that's why hiring a coach is actually really powerful because you don't have to go through the fears by yourself. You're just like, oh yeah, that's just my ego. It's just someone in your pocket being like, babe, it's you're expanding. It's just a sign you're growing. And it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Definitely. And, and maybe just like to add on to that is a really good thing to know when the expansion, where to go to is when it fears the shit out of you, when you're just like scared so much, but at the same time, you're excited at like, oh yes, this so feels so good. And I'm that scared. 
then usually you're on the right track. Because I do see with a lot of people where even just thinking about making a shift is enough to get that fear pattern going. And um, yeah, so the tip that you say about staying with the body, I think that's the biggest one to do and to, to repeat that, repeat that over and over and over. So, be, so it becomes this natural pathway in your brain where it's just instant instinct. Actually, it is already instinct. It's about <laughs> taking away all the layers because this is what our body naturally does. It's just we've made it subconscious, but it was a very natural thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so I feel like we've been talking so beautiful, deep stuff and, and so much interesting things coming up. Um, is there something else you feel like is really important to mention on the topic of cyclical business for people and maybe also people that don't feel like becoming an entrepreneur? Because I feel that there's a lot of people who don't want to be their own boss. They don't want to deal with all that <laughs> stuff. And they would love to still do a job, but they're, they're in their fullest self and in their cyclical way. And how would you advise them? Point. Yeah, you know, it's so funny when you're in the entrepreneurial world, you're like, everyone wants to <laughs> work for themselves. Well, no, it, it comes with a lot of, it's a roller coaster. Um, there are many advantages like free time and getting to do what you want to do. And also this, you know, that, you know, there's inconsistent income and all the other things that come with being responsible for your own business. So beautiful if you chose to not go down that, <laughs> that route, beautiful and powerful, powerful as well that you know yourself and you know what, what's good for you and your body um, and your feeling of safety and all that. So if you are working a regular nine to five and you wanna work well with your cycles, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it is, you do have to show up every day, but you don't have to hide yourself and pretend like you're a man and that you're consistent every day. I find that actually, I think it was you that told me this. Oh, no way. It's a friend of mine. Maybe you also told me this, but a friend of mine was telling me how she started to educate her boss about when she has her period and the different phases of the cycle and how her boss was at first like, you know, he's like an old school, older guy and was like, whoa, too much information. But actually, because she felt really empowered by it and she's like, no, this is I choose to live a life like this and yeah. I choose to be good to my body and I feel confident talking to him about it. It's like, if you can handle the initial like, whoa, because people don't feel comfortable talking about women's periods because it's mm. been changed for thousands of years. Um, if you could, you know, become confident about it and also feel, feel worthy in your body that like, this is just normal. It's fucking natural and there's nothing wrong with you and it's actually beautiful. If you can get to that place, and then speak to your colleagues about it. Wow, you can build such an amazing repertoire together. You can feel comfortable, you know, someday showing up not so, not so in your, you know, uh, ovulation phase and so yeah. tired. And that, um, and that people will start to respect you. It always comes down to communication, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think the first step is you owning it, you coming to terms with it, you feeling worthy in your body no matter what season you're yeah. in. And then from there, you can have those powerful conversations. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It reminds me of what you already said about the heart coming from the heart and really have those conversations from the heart. And also I feel that most people do understand and it can be very inspiring. And I've, I've seen it a lot actually happening when people are quote unquote bold enough to make that the conversation, to have that conversation and to make that space for themselves to really be in that cyclical way. Their bosses do notice that eventually you're more productive. What you create has more worth, more creativity. There's a very beautiful, um, uh, paragraph in a book of Christian Northup, who is a holistic gynecologist, and she had a friend who worked as a, science, a scientific researcher, 
And first she was doing like the grinding nine to five, always showing up, always. And she was creating not such good content. Like her research was not that good. It was not that powerful. It was not that um, deep. And then she went to her boss and because she also had uh, issues with her like inside and physical, she was getting sick. And so she went to her boss and she said, I really want to work here, but I need a different approach because this is making me sick. And at first the boss was a little bit reluctant and he was like, I don't know, but okay, fine, you're sick. So I'm going to give you some slack. And ultimately she became so productive. She became so creative and the things that she was doing research for and the stuff that she was then also producing and the products and whatnot she was uh, yeah, creating for the business were so profitable for that business that this boss was like, oh, great yeah take your time and now she can just choose her hours she can come in she can take her rest when she needs to because he really saw that wow for this lady she is 10 times as much as much valuable to us as well what and she's more happy that's an amazing story and also i feel like you should make side note you should make like slides on it on a story a post because that's so powerful and, and it's, it's so reminded me of, I actually worked at a startup when I moved to Amsterdam. So this was like three years ago for a few months before I, I quit and I was like, peace out and do my, <laughs> but those first few months, I remember I tried to tell my boss that, you know, some days I really wanted to work from home. And I told him, I'm like, I will work twice as hard. Trust me. But I just need to lie sideways to do it. Yeah. It was like, he was like, no, um, I don't trust you. And to be honest, my heart wasn't open. And mm. if I go back in time and have that conversation with him from an open heart, from feeling like I've got myself, I know what works for me. I have my, my boundaries. I'm living my cyclical life. And then from there to open my heart and to have that, that conversation with him about what happened, my accountability and how we could move forward. I'm sure he would have said yes. Mm. So what I want to share with people, you know, if you're in your nine to five and you're like, well, I really, I really want to be good to myself, but I can't because my, my job not allowed to, and my job, you know, it's very masculine, masculine workplace is that, as you just said, when you come from your heart, like, I mean, it is just pure truth mm-hmm. and feel you. And when people can feel you, you'd be surprised with how, how they can, because it's also in their best interest. Yeah. They'll care for you more. They'll open mm-hmm. their hearts and you'll come to some sort of agreement. Yeah. Might not be perfect at first, but um, step by step. Step by step. Honor yourself. Yeah. Do it. Like, yeah. The world needs more of this. You know, when one woman stands up, more women stand up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'm meant to. And um, mm-hmm. also, also, side note, it's okay to leave if the boss doesn't understand and if they're really being a pain in the ass. I did it. It took me two years. I'm working half independent, doing the cyclical, amazing entrepreneurial stuff. And half, I have this job with hours and I need to show up. If I'm bleeding or not, I need to show up. But I do have the freedom now to work twice as slow if I'm bleeding or to, you know, maybe I'll sit down and do my, my work seated, seated. And when I'm in ovulation, I can run around and do a million things. And that's all okay. It took me two years to find that balance for me. But I did say no to a lot of places where I did feel like, okay, they're not open. They're not from their heart. So in a way, like, yes, come from your heart and give the bosses and the people you work with and whatnot the chance to grow with you and know where to put the boundaries when they don't. Because, I mean, let's face it, that's the reality as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It just goes back to, like, if it's hurting your heart, like, if it's not, if it's yeah. not good for you yeah. and it's not feeling good, trust it. Trust yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. All right. Um, so, and I do want to finish up close, uh, like, uh, finish with, with a question for you is, how would you think the world would look like if everyone would start living in their cyclical flow? Mm-hmm. Can you paint that picture? Can you imagine how that would look like? Just everyone. <laughs> yeah, wow. 
Oh my God. No, that's a big one. <laughs> Maybe big you need one. some more time for that. <laughs> no, I just, what I visualize is like, no more global warming issues. Yeah, fuck yes. It, it could be so big, but on a more micro level. Yeah. <laughs> Zoom in for a moment. Um, I just feel like people would be so much kinder to their bodies and to themselves. Mm. And then to others, there'd be more compassion. Um, and just more freedom to do you, you know? Like, you do you. That's, that's should be how everyone lives their lives. Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I can feel it. I can, I can definitely feel that. And I completely resonate with that. Yeah, I feel that too. So how much in the world? Um, same, uh, so much greener. I think uh, even in the cities, they would be so much greener. You have these beautiful city farms where, where, where the outside would be full of plants and whatnot. And in offices, instead of having this one little sad plant, would just be full of green plants and they make us feel so good and they, they make the air better and smaller. And I, I feel there would be a lot less illnesses both on a planetary level with um, whole forests going up in blaze and whatnot, that would be a lot less because there would be more respect and more um, for, and, and not over production, over harvesting, over fracking and whatnot. And at the same time on a personal body, um, I also feel there will be less illnesses because a lot of illnesses stem from this overactive, always depleting ourselves and chronic stress and fatigue. Um, and ultimately, that would lead to more self-compassion and more pleasurable life. I think we would have so much more time for pleasure because now with, with just going in the straight line to more production, we're losing sight of what truly matters. We're losing sight of the joy and the pleasure of being alive. We're losing sight of just taking time to eat an apple and really freaking enjoy the juices of the apple and there will be more time and pleasure for that um, yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah totally totally <laughs> yeah I'm like imagining myself sorry like eating a juice an apple I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah just like having an all running down <laughs> you know, like that reminds me of just like innocence and purity yeah and yeah how how beautiful is that there's no way to bring you into the moment into the now into your heart than just like slowing the fuck down yeah 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 i'm listening to it does not mean feminine inertia no slowing down and listening yeah ultimately it's about it's about coming together masculine and feminine energies coming together and really both living from their strengths so yeah so beautiful. Thank you. Um, so yeah, question for you. Where can people find you if they want to work with you? And yeah, just tell me about that. Please or tell us. New Instagram account as we were just talking about before. We oh yeah, right. Record. I burnt down the old one and um, I started a new one. And yes, so you can find me at Juliet Lipman, J-U-L-I-E-T-L-I-P-P-M-A-N. And um, the reason why I started a new one is I needed a freaking fresh start and something new and uh, a blank canvas for this artist to create some stuff. So yeah, it's also a daunting task. I'm, we were just talking about it in my early, early spring. So there's a lot, um, there's a lot of seeds that have been planted. And so yeah, excited to see what the fruits look like. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and FYI, also very interesting for everyone who right now is in the beginning. If you follow Juliet, you will really be able to grow beautifully with her and be inspired in that as well. <laughs> with that beautiful spring energy. That's perfect. <laughs> That's true. If you're starting an Instagram account and you're like, I only have 100 people following me or a few hundred. Um, they, I used to have thousands and now I have 150 and I'm so fucking happy about it because going to be really high engagement and yeah. people who are there really choose to be there mm, yeah and that is a powerful energy to play with and to um com and to communicate with and share ideas with and yeah. with. so um so yeah and then i have my website it's all on my instagram mm -hmm. and um and yeah that's that's all loves it's such a pleasure to 
chat with you, my love. You are so the embodiment of cyclical living. And I'm so excited to see what more you do with this beautiful podcast. <laughs> yeah, people need this in their lives. Yeah. They need fresh and like tune-ups, even if they do have it. Yeah. So, important. so thank you for standing for this. Mm, yeah, my pleasure. And thank you as well. It reminds me that you also have a really beautiful podcast people can listen to about entrepreneurship and really soul business and all that. So that's, um, let's get juicy. Let's get juicy. Yeah, I'll link that as well in the, the description box below. And just thank you so much for coming here, Juliet, for this beautiful conversation full of so many juicy epic things um, that people can really implement their lives and start to live for a more cyclical way and build that beautiful picture that we <laughs> described about a cyclical life. <laughs> Green everywhere. Green everywhere. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hi, my dear. This concludes the end of this episode. How was it for you? I hope it has brought you inspiration and activation for your body and soul. And if you feel this episode is something a friend or a loved one should hear, do pass it along. This is deeply loved and felt by me. So thank you, thank you, thank you, baby. <laughs> if you feel the pull to work deeper with me, come and say hi through Instagram, or you can find me at Dusthera, that is D-O-U-S dot S-A-R-A-H or check out my offers on my website duspardus.com that is V-O-U-S-P-A-R-D-O-U-S dot com and for now I wish you so so much cyclical bliss deep love Sarah